Welcome back, listeners, for my second ever episode of my new weekly high school football podcast, part of the Sean's Take podcast, which airs every Tuesday. We've now expanded to air every Sunday morning so that I can recap Southern California high school football for you. Oh, that's big. Welcome to my high school football podcast. I'm talking SoCal football. The performances you need to know about. The best things I saw on Friday night. Now, one thing to note before we dive into this week's game is that I'm back at Yale. I'm back in my new recording studio, which is my dorm room. And one thing to mention about that, I'm on a college campus. It's noisy. We've got cars going by, construction work being done. So bear with me. We'll try to hide as much of the noise as possible. But we're where we are, making this work so that I can continue to pump out content for you guys. And also with being back in Yale, I can no longer attend games like I did last week when I went to Mission Viejo's home opener. So what have I been doing to get the information needed today? I've been scrolling through Twitter, scrolling through Max Preps to find the best and biggest moments of Southern California football games. So if I miss something, please, as always, at me on Twitter at Sean's Take. Tell me what I missed so I can show some love to the people I'm not covering in this podcast. With that all being said, let's break into this week's action of high school football. I had three games I really liked, and I highlighted those on my Twitter at Sean's Take on Thursday night. So that's where I'll start today's episode. And that first game that I really, really was looking forward to was the biggest public versus private matchup we're going to see until the CIF playoffs. And that was Corona Centennial versus Modern Day. So this game started out 7-7. Both quarterbacks, Elijah Brown for Modern Day and Izzy Carter for Corona Centennial, got their teams on the board with rushing touchdowns of their own. However, the next score of this game was a Modern Day safety. And from that moment on, it appeared to be Modern Day the rest of the way. So Nathaniel Frazier rushed a 16-yard touchdown in to put Modern Day up 16-7. to And then it became the Elijah Brown to Marcus Brown show. The two connected three different times for three touchdowns of 26, 54, and 63 yards throughout the night. Jordan Davidson also added in a rushing touchdown. And in the end, Modern Day took down Corona Centennial 43-20. to So this Again, the public versus private matchup and private schools take another victory. When I talked about this, if you guys remember, with Greg Biggins on my Tuesday podcast a couple weeks back, it was clear there was a gap between Bosco and Modern Day and the rest of the playing field. And that statement was backed up again on Friday night. So the second game, if we move on, that I highlighted on my Twitter is one I don't want to have to talk about right now because that is my mission Viejo Diablos versus Long Beach Poly. I liked this game because it was an old school rivalry. 
and I will say it was a thriller on Friday night. Long Beach Poly would defeat my Diablos 35-30 to 30 in an upset victory on Friday night. But what I can tell you, as I just mentioned, this was a very entertaining game, and it was rich from an entertainment perspective. Three lead changes in the fourth quarter makes for very exciting football. The first one happened when Long Beach Poly quarterback Darius Curry hit Jaden Robinson for a 16-yard touchdown to put Poly up 28-27. That right there in the fourth quarter was Long Beach Poly's first lead of the game. Mission then drove down 60 yards, but it, they would ultimately have to settle for a field goal, and that was one of three field goals that accounted for the Diablos' final three scores, which I'll talk about in a little bit is an issue for Mission right now. To end the game and complete the upset victory over the number four ranked Mission Viejo Diablos in California, Devin Samples of Long Beach Poly scored on an eight yard touchdown run to give the Jackrabbits a 35 to 30 victory over the Mission Viejo Diablos. My thoughts after reading into this game, Long Beach Poly deserves a ton of credit. They fought hard the entire game. As I mentioned, their first lead came in the fourth quarter, which means they were playing from behind and did not give up at all. For Mission Viejo, however, it looks like they were their own worst enemy in this loss. They went from scoring 24 points in the second quarter to a mere six points the rest of the game. When you can only muster up two field goals in the second half, it makes it extremely hard to close out a game against a good opponent. So again, you can't settle for field goals. I know that's going to be one thing the coaching staff is going to reiterate this week. And then the other thing I know the mission coaching staff is going to be pissed about is the Diablos 11 penalties for 110 yards. It's extremely hard to win a football game with that amount of penalties. So next week, the Diablos will look to get back on track as they head to Sierra Canyon, and the Long Beach Poly Jackrabbits will look to keep the momentum going against losing her. They've started the season off incredibly well, and they're going to look, they should keep that momentum going against losing her next week. The final game I highlighted on my Twitter is actually one I can't talk about yet, because it's a Saturday night game and I record these episodes Saturday morning, so we have time to edit and get the episode published for Sunday morning. But the game I'm talking about is Basha High School from Arizona, who's playing in California against Los Alamitos, the number one ranked team in Arizona, taking on the number six ranked team in California. This should be a great game, and I will have stuff up on my Twitter after the game to give a little analysis and my take on the game when the results come in. So those were the three games I was looking forward to. Let's take a look at some other games that ended up being very big and exciting, and we're going to start with... We're going to continue on, actually, with the Arizona-California topic. So Chandler, Arizona, took on Cathedral Catholic in a matchup between the fifth-ranked teams from both states. And this game did not go in California's favor at all whatsoever. Chandler ran away with this one, taking down Cathedral Catholic 63-7. to Chandler quarterback Dylan Riola, an Ohio State commit, threw for 250 yards and three touchdowns while also running in one throughout his three quarters of play in his team's blowout victory. Yes, that's right. He only played in three quarters, and he still had four total touchdowns. Raiola connected with Caden Anderson twice and Destin Johnson once for his three passing touchdowns, and then again his fourth touchdown. He got with his legs, capping off an incredible three quarters for the Ohio State commit. The icing on the cake in this game was ultimately Chandler seeing their four-star defensive tackle, Amari Washington, commit 
to Oregon after the game. Huge congratulations to Amari for his commitment. Moving on to a powerhouse, and that would be St. John Bosco. They continued to look the part as they took care of Bishop Amont handily in a 42-7 victory. As good of a team as Bishop Amont is, ninth ranked in California, this was the type of result I think many of us were expecting to see. Bosco running back Cameron Jones led the way for the Braves in this one, rushing for 160 yards and two touchdowns in a night when Bosco's offense appeared to be as explosive as ever. Some of the other scores for St. John Bosco consisted of Pierce Clarkson hitting Eric Denham on a 90-yard touchdown pass. Chauncey Sylvester also had a 63-yard touchdown run, and Pierce Clarkson, the quarterback, added a score of his own with his legs on a 32-yard touchdown run. The defense for Bosco was as stout as ever, shutting out Bishop Amont in the first half, and highly recruited defensive back Peyton Woodyard nabbed an interception in this game as Bosco went in cruise control in their 42-7 victory. Another game that was very exciting and had a lot of magnitude this week was the Edison Chargers putting a beatdown on Orange Lutheran. Edison won the game 34-13, to showing they were not scared at all about taking on a Trinity League team. Everything on Friday night was clicking for Edison and what was a passionate victory for them. Last year, they lost a nail-biter and they wanted to get revenge this year and and show that they should have won that game last year. So Carter Hogue finished the night with a memorable game as both a running back and a defensive back. On the defensive side of the ball, Hogue recorded an interception while playing DB, and as a running back, he had a monster night turning 16 carries into 138 yards. Edison quarterback Parker Awad finished the night with two passing touchdowns, a 33-yarder to Ashton Hurley, and a 58-yard touchdown pass to Dom Lopez. If we flip back to the defensive side of the ball, Dom Lopez joined Carter Hogue as a two-way star for the Chargers as he too nabbed an interception on the night, and defensive end Jackson Irwin made it frustrating for Orange Lutheran's offensive lineman as he recorded two sacks in the game. This was a terrific performance by Edison, who lost 23-21 last year against Orange Lutheran in heartbreaking fashion, so I know they're very pleased with their 34-13 statement victory against a Trinity League team. And now to round out this episode, I'm going to end with my players of the week, and to start, I have to go back to Marcus Brown from Modern Day. Six catches for 178 yards and three touchdowns sounds like a pretty great game to me. And then for my second player of the week, I'm going back to Edison for Carter Hogue. As I mentioned, Hogue had an interception while playing defense and also piled up 138 yards and two touchdowns as a running back in one of the biggest games of the week where we saw Edison upset Orange Lutheran in style. And with that, that is this week's recap for high school football. Once again, if I miss something, tag me at Sean's Take in Twitter, and I will get a post up about what I missed. And as always, we've got our episode coming up on Tuesday about the AFC as the NFL season gets ready to kick off. So I'll see you guys on Tuesday, and then I'll see you back here next Sunday for some more high school football. Thanks for listening to the Sean's Take podcast and make sure to join Sean's Take on social media for more unique and exclusive content by following at Sean's Take on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.